WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. A 7-year-old boy is dead and a 33-year-old man is missing after a water rescue in South Haven on Wednesday. The South Haven Police Department says South Haven Area Emergency Services was called to North Beach around 7.30 p.m. on a report of several people struggling in the water of Lake Michigan. When responders arrived, they learned several girls had been pulled out of the water, while a 7-year-old boy from Texas and a 33-year-old man from Ohio were still missing. The search began, and the boy washed up on shore after a short time. He was pronounced dead at Bronson Hospital, South Haven. The 33-year-old man is still missing and presumed drowned. At this time this all happened, the red flag was flying at North Beach, indicating it was too dangerous to swim, and there were yellow flags farther to the north. Witnesses say lake conditions deteriorated quickly before the incident started. The lake conditions were too dangerous to search in the water for the missing 33-year-old when responders arrived. The search will resume when conditions improve. Michigan voters are motivated to vote this November. A WDIV Detroit News poll shows many are motivated to vote because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Glenn Garrett Group founder Richard Schuba says incumbent Governor Gretchen Wimmer is leading all of her Republican challengers. They are Ryan Kelly, Tudor Dixon, Kevin Rinke, Garrett Saldano, and Ralph Rebrandt. The real challenge here for the Republicans is they are just not well known, even amongst Republican voters yet. And here we have Republican voters with ballots in their hands already. And they're not sure who their candidates are. (laughs) The poll also shows incumbent Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is leading her Republican challenger, Matt DiPerno, and it shows Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson leading Republican Christina Ocaramo. A longtime Benton Harbor gun store is set to close its doors after 16 years. Owner Roy Daughtry announced this week that point-blank shooting range will likely shut down sometime next week, with the building and land auction scheduled for July 25th. COVID kind of hurt us, too, at the beginning, so I've just been kind of prolonging this time. And ammo's high, so, you know, we got a lot of less shooting people. So I said, it's a good time to, well, let's just have a liquidation sell and sell it. Daughtry said the store will have some great deals on firearms, and the shooting range will remain open until they officially close. Concealed pistol license classes will also be available through the closing date. Some residents of St. Joseph Township are not happy with the Michigan Department of Transportation's noise abatement plans for I-94 when it's rebuilt from Stevensville to Benton Harbor next year. MDOT has released its plan for the construction of noise abatement walls in some areas, and although there's a wall planned for the north side of the highway from M63 to Cleveland Avenue, there's no wall planned for the south side. A petition is being circulated seeking a noise wall near the Pinebroke neighborhood, Maiden Lane Park, and Eden Park to the south. MDOT's Nick Sharipa tells us a federal formula determines where a wall is built. Unfortunately, we have to abide by a set of rules and regulations that are dictated to us by the federal government, the Federal Highway Administration, and there's limited leeway within those guidelines, those regulations, and those rules. So we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place on this one, but we'll do all we can. The federal formula looks at the number of affected households versus the cost of construction. The area in the petition just doesn't meet the standard. Sherpa says there's nothing MDOT can do. There will be walls on five locations total. We have linked to the plan and the petition at our website. Legislation that will enable states to set up active shooter alert systems to inform people when there is a dangerous emergency taking place near them was approved in the U.S. House on Wednesday night. Congressman Fred Upton was the lead Republican sponsor for the measure and spoke on the House floor. 
He said if people could get alerts on their phones when an active shooter is on the loose near them, they could protect themselves. He pointed to a situation in southwest Michigan. A few years ago, six folks were shot and killed in Kalamazoo, my district, next to the campus of Western Michigan University, a campus of some 20,000 students about midnight. No alert system was sent, and I believe that this legislation, had it been in place then, may have saved some of those folks that were killed that night. The Active Shooter Alert Act will create an active shooter alert coordinator within the Department of Justice. The coordinator would offer federal training, technical support, and best practices to local and state law enforcement to implement active shooter alert systems. Upton told us the bill is a common-sense way to protect innocent people. Michigan's first children's rehabilitation hospital will be built in Grand Rapids on Wealthy Street, across from Mary Freebed Rehabilitation Hospital. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says the state's budget for the next fiscal year includes $10 million for part of the project. Every one of us knows someone who is going to benefit from this investment in Mary Freebed. And every single one of us should always remember to see the humanity in one another. The facility is being built through a partnership between Mary Freebed and Spectrum Health Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, and the construction is expected to start in the spring. It will be just the ninth freestanding children's rehabilitation hospital in the nation, and just the third located between the coasts. The Van Buren Conservation District is inviting the public to its free annual meeting, director election, and summer picnic on Wednesday, July 27th at the Wolf Lake Fitch Hatchery in Matawan. Deputy Administrator Emily Hickmott says they are excited to be hosted by the Fish Hatchery, which is one of only six state hatchery facilities and features more than two miles of walking trails. We will have a picnic dinner together. We buy a pig from the Van Buren Youth Fair the week before, and then we have that prepared along with some sides, the local veggies, fruit, that kind of thing. We'll have some ice cream. It'll be a good time. At 4.30 p.m., guests will have the opportunity to tour the hatchery. The meeting begins at 5 o'clock, followed by award presentations, elections, and the picnic. And the Summer in the City Festival returns to downtown Dwajak for the 36th year this Friday and Saturday. Presented by the Dwajak Chamber of Commerce, the festival features vendors, live music, Carnival Ryan's Exotic Petting Zoo, live sandcastle sculpting, lawnmower races, cornhole tournaments, a princess parade, and more. The 48th Steve's Run for Cancer Research also will take place Friday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. starting at City Hall. Vendors will be open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days, and many downtown restaurants will alter their hours to accommodate festival goers. Download the New Sox Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.